Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, and welcome to the exciting, colorful, and sometimes bizarre world of Argentine tango. On this show, we'll be meeting tango instructors, event organizers, and musicians, and they are a fascinating bunch of people. It'll be a great time, and I hope you can handle it. I'm your host, Joe Yang, and thank you very much for joining us. Today's guest is an internationally renowned harmonica virtuoso who's made quite a splash with a variety of music genres such as jazz, classical, blues, pop, hip-hop, Latin, and many others. Of course, he is widely known as a tango musician. In 2008, he was the winner of the Belgian Crystal Harmonica Award in the Classical Division. He has taught and performed all over the world. He has appeared on TV and radio, and on the tango side of things, he has collaborated with a number of masters and music groups such as Tanguero, Narco Tango, Color Tango, Otros Aires, and he's shared the bill with the legendary Alberto Podesta as well. I can go on and on, but I'm eager to introduce our guests and to get right into the show. So here he is, Mr. Joe Powers. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. It's great to great to have you on the podcast. Joe, thank you. Uh, I just want to get right into it. So you've played all kinds of music, all kinds of genres. What was it about tango specifically that grabbed you? Oh boy. Well, it was it was for the girls, pretty much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, you know, I grew up playing um, blues um, on the little harmonica um, from a very early age. And, uh, you know, to me, when I heard tango, it had it had something similar in it. You know, it had that kind of raw, intense emotion. um, And that's what really pulled me in 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 the beginning. I started with the dance like like many people. um, And I still dance. Um, and that's that's kind of kind of how I my entry into the tango is through the dance, but um, eventually uh, I got into the music side. All right. So uh, so does tango have uh, a special place in your heart? It does have a special place in my heart. It really does. Um, you know, I've made it my career uh, playing tango music, and uh, I think it is amazing, amazing music. So passionate, so beautiful. Uh, what was your first tango performance like? That was a long time ago, Joe. <laughs> um, well, I could tell you that. Um, so I, I want maybe I should give you a little bit of background here. Sure, sure, okay. Absolutely. So uh, in in college is when I got into dancing, mm. uh, ballroom dancing, right? Oh, okay. okay. So uh, and you know before uh, before Argentine tango, I actually learned some American tango. <laughs> okay, I, you can be forgiven for that. Yeah. Um, you know, and and all of all the good stuff, you know, salsa, merengue, uh, mm-hmm. foxtrot, right. you know, all that stuff. Um, and then along came uh, Argentine tango. I was living in Eugene, Oregon at the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and um, a teacher was going to be offering a class uh, on Argentine tango, and everybody was talking about it. And so uh, I, I signed up, and I didn't really know what to expect. And when I heard the music, and when I saw what it was, I was just blown away. And um, so uh, I spent uh, my senior year mm-hmm. uh, studying Spanish. And after I graduated, I went down to Argentina. Mm-hmm. I spent a year and a half down there dancing and taking classes. And while I was there, uh, a friend told me about Hugo Diaz. 
right. uh, who was this amazing harmonica player, uh, actually from northern Argentina, from mm -hmm. Santiago del Estero. And he made uh, most of his recordings in the 1970s. Uh, he passed away in 1977. Anyway, I searched all around, managed to get a hold of one of his uh, recordings, and I took a listen, and wow, it was so amazing. It was so passionate. And I actually, it never really occurred to, to me to play <laughs> tango and harmonica, but yeah. uh, the way that he did it, 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 it made so much sense. Yeah. Um, so I went back to Portland, uh, where I'm from, Portland, Oregon, and, uh, well, unbeknownst to me, while I was away in Argentina, this amazing tango scene had developed over there. Mm -hmm. um, and Alex, who you had on your show right, recently, right, Alex yeah. Krebs, um, uh, along with him and some other fine musicians, we started a band. Um, it's hard for me to remember exactly like the very first performance, sure. but I can remember some of those early ones. Uh, it was so inspiring uh, playing along with uh, some of the other musicians in the band. We had um, the assistant concertmaster uh, for the organ symphony, uh, Aaron Furby, who is an amazing tango violinist, um, well, amazing violinist in general, but right. her tango chops are, are incredible. Uh, we had legendary uh, pianist Tom Grant, uh, smooth jazz pioneer, <laughs> on playing tango as well. Right. Guy can play whatever he wants. And of course, Alex, who, you know, right, Alex. You, you know, Alex, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's an amazing guy. And, mm -hmm. and so, wow, I was just, you know, to be kind of getting started with, with tango and playing with these guys was so amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I've always, always enjoyed uh, performing and I've always enjoyed uh, learning new styles of music. And so, um, yeah, I, I think um, playing for tango dancers was, was really fun for me because being a dancer myself, um, you know, I could see how uh, when you play, you know, how the dancers interact with what you're playing and there's kind of a communication going on there. So, yeah. So yeah, kind of a, going on to a technical question. I know some of us are thinking, you know, tango harmonica. Well, I see you holding this thing called a chromatic harmonica. It's, it's a metal object about the size of a lightsaber. and uh, <laughs> It actually has a laser beam that comes out the top. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So, <laughs> all the more reason to play it. Yes, that compared to the other, I guess, the, what you might imagine in your head is that little harmonica that you know, you've seen in Western movies. But then the chromatic harmonica, it's there's a... Tell us what's really interesting about this in terms of the kinds of sounds that you can make with it as opposed to the other. Sure, Joe. Well, for, let me first explain a little bit here and give you some terminology. Okay. Yeah. The little harmonica, the cowboy harmonica, if you will. Right. Okay. That's, a, that's called the diatonic harmonica. Okay. okay. And this, this one um, was basically designed to play just one key. Okay. So you, you, okay. get, you get one scale. Um, you, this is like, this is one's in the key of C, C major. So, okay. So you get, you get this one scale, you know, and the, you know, you can play all, all different flavors of, of campfire music. You know, this kind of, you can also, you know, do some cool stuff. You can bend notes and you can play blues. Okay. Um, now the chromatic harmonica has has a button on one end, okay. and when you push that that button in, what it does is it it raises your pitch a half step. So 
with the button out, you've got the white notes on the piano. When you push it in, you get the black notes. Oh, okay. So that allows you to play uh, what we call the chromatic scale. Mm -hmm. right. uh, so so this, this instrument is kind of more suited for tango, okay? Um, because tango is such chromatic music, okay? Um, there are other reasons why it's suited for tango too. So tango harmonica, right? Um, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's kind of a, a very specialized thing, right? right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So when I when I play tango on the harmonica, I'm using um, my tongue actually a lot on the instrument. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, normally um, if I were going to play a melody like uh, you know, okay. Right. Uh, I, I would, uh, you know, I, I could play that in single notes, okay? Yeah. But if, if I were going, to, going for more of a tango sound, yeah. okay, I might uh, use my tongue to, um, to double the notes at the octave. So I'm actually blocking holes on the harmonica to play oh. octaves. Okay, and that, that starts to give it more of a bandonian sound. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. okay. So, and then I, I, I like to add a little bit of... Uh, throat vibrato to the mix so okay. this this kind of gives it a more of a tangoey sound too and i and i start to use my hands to shape the tone okay, okay. and all of a sudden you know it it, it goes from yeah. from just your your regular uh uh sure. harmonica sound to more sure. of a tango sound okay yeah the other thing that I do a lot of is note bending. Okay. So, okay, something that would be quite difficult on a. Well, right, we don't really think about these kinds of things when we see someone playing harmonica. There are all these elements that go into creating that that sound. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm not sure if you can bend notes on the bandonian. You can certainly bend them on a violin, you know. Right, right, or the whammy bar on a electric guitar. Or the whammy bar. Right. Exactly. Right, yeah. So, yeah. But this is a similar effect. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, what do you watch for while playing for tango dancers? Because that's got to be a little bit different from playing, you know, for an audience that's that's sitting there. Well, first of all, I want to make sure that they're dancing, <laughs> because well, course, if you're yeah. playing and they're all just standing around, that's that's a bad sign. Well, it could be it, it could be, be that they're yeah, so yeah. enthralled just listening, but but no, I, I I always try and encourage people to dance. But yeah, I, you're when just like a DJ would, you're you're kind of looking at people's energy levels, right? Yeah. Um, you know, if you if you give them some fast fast songs, you want to maybe want to slow it down and. If, if uh, you've been playing kind of slower for a while, then maybe you want to speed it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's also fun to, to see how uh, the dancers um, are interpreting uh, your performance uh, with their, their bodies, you know. Um, that's, that's cool as well. Um, but yeah, in, in general, I just want to make sure people are dancing and having fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. That's my job. Great, yeah. great, yeah. You've performed all over the globe so this is kind of an interesting question, observation question for you. You've seen many different tango communities from different cultures. Now, are all tango dancers pretty much the same, or does the culture they come from kind of rub off on their dancing? Like, yeah, that's, that's a good question. And um, 
Yeah, there's definitely some cultural differences, of course. Okay, yeah, okay. but it's interesting because um, you know, in in many ways, the tango environment, the the milonga and the festival and the marathon, these yeah. have all become pretty codified, <laughs> pretty oh, standardized. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, of course, there's all kinds of variation, but there is a it is a culture in itself, right? right. And and so it is kind of interesting to see how. Um, how the the tango culture kind of um, you know how, how it changes from one country to another mm -hmm. um, but yeah I mean you know it's I don't like to generalize so sure, it's kind of sure. it's kind of hard to you know and it's it's every one milonga is always different from another yeah, I mean you have yeah. some milongas where um, they're kind of concentrate more on traditional music right. and others where you know they concentrate more an alternative and others where it's just whatever you know yeah. um and you know uh well that's part of the fun is the variety so mm -hmm. i think yeah. so yeah another kind of uh, question you brought up about, about traditional music uh versus alternative music so as a musician you've done both i mean you perform with otosade is very known for being this kind of alternative tango and then you perform a lot of more traditional sounding music what is a uh, do you have a preference or is there a really big difference? You, you know, is it all still have the soul of tango? Like how, how is? Well, it, I think if you're talking about dance music, like okay. the big thing is, mm -hmm. does it make you want to dance? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's all that really matters. Like, I, I don't really care what it is. You know, right. the question is, does it make you want to da dance? And does it make you want to dance tango, mm -hmm. right? And not something else, you know? Yeah. Um, if I hear, you know, a swing band playing, I don't necessarily want to dance tango because it just, you know, that's not the right, feeling right, I get yeah. in my body. Okay. It's kind of more bouncy. Okay. But, it, you know, but if I hear, you know, something that, that has, you know, a nice beat for tango, then, then, yeah, then, then that's, that's what I'll dance. And with having played live with a lot of really high profile groups, do you have any memorable stories that have stuck with you? Well, I have one story and this, uh, this was kind of like, uh, a, uh, <laughs> a a rite of passage for for uh, any tango musician. This was kind of this was kind of kind of funny. I I was in uh, Buenos Aires. Um, I it was about five minutes uh, before I was scheduled to play with with a pianist. Okay. Um, and this was at um, uh, Club Vija Malcolm, okay. uh, which is uh, it's a they have tango tango dances there mm -hmm. anyway it was five minutes before the show um i'm with the pianist uh we're getting ready to play um and suddenly all of the power in the whole building goes out oh. and well which might not have been a problem except that he was going to be playing on a keyboard an electric oh, keyboard whoops. um and of course harmonica is pretty small instrument so it's kind of kind of hard to hear, you know, uh -huh. if if you're in a big room. Right. So, uh, but people kept coming in, okay, and so uh, yeah, so we kind of looked around the room and we noticed that there was like an upright piano in one corner, okay. and we managed to get the keys to unlock it and open it up, mm -hmm. and um, people kept coming in, so they they lit candles and they put them on all the tables. Uh -huh. And uh, we we just had to start playing, and in the dark, basically in the dark, you know. And so all all the music that I had prepared, all the sheet music, I couldn't read it any because oh, I couldn't man. see it. So so we just kind of we played through every song we could think of for about two hours. Two hours. Yeah. Oh my God. And um, 
Yeah, and when we were done, the milonga was over. It was like, oh, yeah, because the power never came back on. Oh, so, wow. so I kind of, you know, imagined kind of the olden days when, you know, maybe, well, before recorded music or whatever, you know. <laughs> I guess that's what it was like, right? Okay. So that was kind of a, a cool uh, experience. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Cool. Wow. So, okay, so you've accomplished a lot as a musician. Is there anything that you have yet to try or that you would like to try? Anything new? Oh, of course. Yeah, so many things. Um, there's, I think, Tango Fusion okay. is very interesting. Um, and this is kind of the idea of taking tango rhythms and um, kind of confusing them, not confusing them, <laughs> fusing them uh, with uh, other rhythms. Um, I've done some uh, milonga uh, samba, which I like to call oh, okay. uh, milamba, <laughs> okay. okay. uh, or some jazz tango, <clears throat> or some blues, uh, blues milonga, okay. um, or uh, yeah, um, all of all of these different kinds of things. You know, um, swango is another example. Swango, you know, swing okay. tango. Um, I think these these are really cool, and I think harmonica is is you know, kind of perfect instrument for that because you know mm -hmm. blues and and you know harmonica and then sure. you know kind of mixing uh -huh. uh, tango, you know the the bandoneon and the harmonica are like cousins, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. they they both come from the same family of instruments, along with the accordion, mm -hmm. um, the concertina, the melodica. All of these instruments uh, were developed in Germany and Austria. Mm -hmm. And so they all have similar properties and they all have similar sounds that they can produce. Okay? Mm -hmm. The harmonica is different from the bandoneon, <laughs> uh, however, um, because you can, you can bend notes, you have more control over the tone. Mm -hmm. Whereas the bandoneon, of course, you can play faster because yeah. you've got your fingers, mm -hmm. you can play chords and harmonies, you can accompany yourself. Um, the harmonica is, I kind of see the harmonica like if you, if you took a violin, mm -hmm. a bandoneon, and a voice, and you kind of put them all into one instrument. That's mm -hmm. kind of how I, how I view the instrument. Mm -hmm. so, um, so, yeah, I think, you know, as far as like what I have yet to try, yeah. going back to your original question, okay. um, so many things, <laughs> okay. Okay. you know. Um, I, th I think more more fusion. Um, actually, on my my latest album, Apasionado, I have um, six of my own uh, tango fusion compositions on okay. there, and I did I did do uh, milamba and I did ah, do right, some right, some right. blues milonga yeah. and some jazz tango and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's very very interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you also give lessons as well. So you're. With the, on the harmonica, you you teach, so you're also a teacher, not just a performer. That's um, right. Yeah, and there's that old saying how uh, teachers learn a lot from their students. What have you learned from from your students? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, uh, so many things. Um, you learn how to communicate more effectively. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, because you have to be able to explain things. Um, in a very simple, in very simple terms, yeah. in the most uh, concise way. Um, but yeah, there's also, you know, when you're trying to explain things to people, mm -hmm. you know, you have to really organize your thoughts. And um, I think one of the things 
that I learned, especially teaching tango harmonica, mm-hmm. um, I learned to think of um, think of it in terms of layers. Um, whereas um, you know, the most basic uh, is just playing a melody, mm-hmm. and then from there, um, when you're interpreting the melody, you know what can you do? You can start to work with the phrasing. And after that, you, you can start to add a layer of effects, mm-hmm. okay? So um, I think this kind of developed out of teaching and, and working yeah. with students and answering questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it kind of really helps organize your thoughts on, on a subject. Okay. You have to, because you have right. to be able to explain it. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got to sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you do this also internationally, right? So there are students all over the world that you've had the opportunity to work with. That's right. I also uh, I also teach on Skype, uh-huh. um, and yeah, so I have worked with uh, students from different countries. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And it's great. So these kids, they say, "Hey, I want to learn the harmonica." It's or is it something you got to convince them to do? <laughs> or, well, first of all, they're not necessarily kids, right? And second, like I don't ha- really have to convince them. They've kind of come to it on their own, Excellent. right? Um, nice. And then. You know, there, it's, the problem is, is there aren't a whole lot of us doing tango harmonica oh, okay. in the world, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you could count the number on your hands, you know, right. like there, there really aren't that many. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once you, you know, start getting into it and you want to learn more, you're like, you know, <laughs> there, there aren't that many places to right. go, go to. Yeah. Know? So when you, when you collaborate with tango bands, I mean, um, do they come seeking you out thinking, hey, harmonica would be a great addition or... Are you, do you have to convince them? Like, how does it that you, you guys find each other? I have to beg them, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, no, yeah, it's, it's, any, it's any way you might imagine, you know. Um, when I, uh, you know, and, and that's the thing, too. Like, you never, never know what's going to happen. You always have to put yourself out there. I mean, I was in Buenos Aires uh, one time. Uh, went to um, an Otros Aires concert uh-huh. at this club called Notorious. Okay. Notorious. It's notorious. Uh, it's a it's a, it's a it's a nice club. Right. Anyway, uh, I I walked up to uh, Miguel after the show and I handed him a CD, mm-hmm. uh, one of my CDs, yeah, and yeah. I said, "Hey, you know, I really enjoyed your music." M- Miguel is the lead singer of Ultraside. That's right. Okay. Exactly. Uh, and so yeah, you know, we exchanged some pleasantries, and um, I was on my way. And I think it was almost a year later he wrote me an email, and he's like, "I was listening to your album, and and ah. I." I think it's great, and you know we're we're recording a new album, and you know we might like to have you on there. So then we started talking, and yeah, so right, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how that relationship developed. But whenever you're, whenever you put yourself out there, like whenever you're performing yeah. or um, talking on podcasts, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. people hear what you're doing, they become interesting, interested, they contact you. Mm-hmm. That's that's how things happen. Yeah. yeah. So what current projects are you working on? I am due for a new album, so um, I'm composing uh, new tunes, okay. um, and yeah, at, at some point soon, <laughs> I will be recording and releasing said album, mm-hmm. um, although right now it's, uh, it's in its very early stages, right. okay? Um, but yeah, I'm always, always looking for um, opportunities to travel and perform, uh, two of my uh, favorite things to do. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm always busy, uh, uh, 
organizing tours and traveling in tours yeah. <laughs> as well. well. Where are some places where you'd like to, to visit that you haven't visited before? Gosh, well, uh, <laughs> even places here in the States where I haven't been yet. Okay. I mean, and there's a lot of them, um, you know, haven't been to uh, Florida, <laughs> for oh, example. Okay. Um, you know, there, there's places like Russia where I'd love to oh, okay. go to. Um, I have only played a little bit in the Middle East. Um, uh, I'd love to play in, in Australia and in New Zealand and, mm -hmm. and it would be interesting to play in India and yeah. South and uh, South Africa. <laughs> so right. there's always, always more places to visit. Right. Okay. Um, and tango is, it's so amazing that it's, it's everywhere. You know, you right. can, you can find it all over the right. world. So, right. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So where can we find out more about you online? Sure. Uh, you can go to joepowers.com. Joepowers.com. Um, or if you go to Google and you type in Tango Harmonica, you'll find me as well. All right. Um, yeah. Or you can go to Facebook. I'm on there, of course. Okay. Good. Yeah. So I'll have uh, your website and the Facebook in the, uh, in the show notes so people can check you out. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. So what are some um, tango songs, maybe some well-known tango songs that you really like but have not yet had a chance to... Uh, play on the harmonica huh that's a good question there's all kinds of pieces um that i haven't played yet okay. <laughs> uh, so many um the uh l'histoire du tango i haven't played yet i think that would be really nice okay. uh on harmonica um yeah there's a lot of pieces by um, piazzola mm -hmm. um, that i'd love to play um well, you know what, Joe? I take I take suggestions. So if anyone has a suggestion, you know, <laughs> the, on this tour, like yeah. people kept telling me I needed to play uh, Milonga para una armonica. Yeah, yeah. People kept telling me that I need to play Milonga para una armonica, yeah. uh, the one by Hugo Diaz. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I take that into into account. Like okay. I, I'm gonna go home and learn that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to see how you would how you would interpret that. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a really nice song, but we haven't heard you play it yet. How would yeah to see Joe's twist on it would be kind of cool. Yeah, Al Tango does a really nice version of it, but it would like to. Well, it's para una harmonica, right? It's right, for a harmonica. Right, exactly. they do, but it's, it's kind of funny because they don't have a harmonica in their band. Right, right. Even though it sounds nice, but yeah, but to hear it since Ugo Diaz, because I don't haven't heard another harmonica version since Ugo Diaz. You might be the. Yeah, well, that's kind of you, one right? of the reasons why probably I haven't done it because okay. it's already been done, right? It's like, right, right. Um, you know, Ugo Diaz did such a fantastic job. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I think it's you know I try to to have my own approach to tango but it is nice i think people like to hear mm -hmm. these pieces you know live which is kind of yeah. a new experience yeah. for them yeah yeah that would be cool all right well you gotta let us know when that comes out all right all right <laughs> okay. i'll let you know cool all right well thank you so much joe it's always great to have you in town i'm glad that you got we got the time to sit down and do uh, this podcast face to face and um yeah stay in touch and we'll keep an eye on your new project so it's joepowers.com and he's got his contact information there. He got suggestions. Um, if you happen to live in one of the places where Joe has never visited, uh, yeah, shoot him an email. He'll he'll come visit you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, right. Joe. Thanks so much. Okay. All right. It's always fun talking to Joe while he's in town. And as you probably know, I played an excerpt of Joe's music during the intro, and we'll hear a little more in just a bit. 
We got kind of goofy and carried away during the interview. You know, we're old friends and he gets my odd sense of humor. Uh, so there was uh, quite a bit of joking around. But fortunately, with the help of editing, I was able to, to keep our conversation sounding more focused. So even though the chromatic harmonica isn't the first instrument that pops into our heads when we think tango music, Joe makes it work. And there is a lot that goes into creating that tango sound. Another item worth noting is that Joe is very open to trying new ideas and open to visiting new places. We may get the impression that creating tango music or the life of a tango musician are subjects that exist within tangible boundaries or restrictions that we somehow need permission in order to acceptably tango. And that is not true at all. There's a lot of exploration, experimentation, and there's no way of knowing what will or won't work. When we hear Joe's music, or, or come across the achievements of any artist, we're getting the end product of all that experimentation, practice, and willingness to go into unknown territory. And it might make us wonder, are the only achievements we can imagine in our own lives within boundaries that exist only in our heads? We don't need permission to go beyond those boundaries, so let's try it and see what happens. So thank you, Joe, for your visit and for sharing your thoughts. And to all of you listeners, thank you again so much for tuning into Joe's Tango Podcast. If you enjoy this program and you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star rating, a positive review, and remember to subscribe. It just takes a couple seconds. That does a lot to help more people find this podcast. And of course, sharing this with your friends would also be lovely. I truly, truly appreciate your support. Okay, that's it for now. We'll have more shows coming to you every week. I'm Joe Yang. Talk to you again soon.